1: This this is Jolly Rogers and touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Myzel. It, it was so uh interesting that you guys were just talking about uh Donovan Smith because we are going to start transitioning to Bucks offense facing off against Packers defense. And I am actually wondering a little bit more about Donovan Smith's replacement and then his replacement. That's going to be good old Seminole high Brandon Walton. He right. impressed a lot of people. I'm wondering, Josh Wells not listed on the injury report. Um, what, what do you think they're going to do at left tackle? Do they give Wells another shot? Did Brandon Walton impress enough to make a name for
0: himself? What do you think is going to happen there? Did they move Wellsy to IR? Did they? I thought they might have moved. I think they might have moved him to IR. He might not, moved him. Yeah, he can't. He's not going to be able to go. He got pretty seriously injured in that game. Him and um, Hanks
2: I think, about both a month removed.
0: Yeah. Okay. So he's, That's yeah, he's it helpful. For,
1: then. At least yes. I don't know if we if we yeah. gave that update. It but could but
2: still be happened. a comparison because when he does return, there's fans that do like Josh Wells and think that he does just enough, and then there's fans that are like, actually, they had they started mentioning Brandon Walton's name during training camp. Yep. So that is going to be that's still an interesting point, Kaylee, because we don't know what they're going to do when Wells is healthy, because Walton may s- seal the deal and build off of whatever took place in training camp. So yeah, Carmen, what do you what was your impression of that? Because you're a trenches, girl, aren't
0: you? I sure, I am. Uh, really? I love my big men. Did you like uh, it, what you I've saw from it. Walton? Yeah, I got to come down to training camp for about a week, and I've talked to kind of the O-line coaches there. They, they, I mean, they got some depth on this offensive line, and that's kind of gone a little bit under the radar. I mean, you also have Nick Leverett right now. What ta- what Wellesley kind of brings to the table, too, is, A, experience. He's been in the league for a long time, but he's also the swing guy, right? He can, he can yeah. go on both sides. He can play both sides on, on you know tackle, and he's come in at different times. Um, in those situations, which is not nothing. And so Brandon Walton doesn't have the NFL experience to do that yet. And I hate when guys have to do it. I recognize that as a depth guy, you have to be that flexible. But it's really, really hard to switch sides and stuff like that. So I think that you have to feel good, though, about the depth and what you got to see out of Brandon Walton. Because, yeah, he's been trending upwards even in camp. And and you had – that. the thing is you didn't really hear about him, I think, because of the fact that you have – those bookends in Donovan Smith and Tristan Wirfs that mm-hmm. are really—they're in no danger of losing their starting spots. They're—they're they're great at their position. Yeah. So that's you, you kind of go down the depth chart, and I think Welzy being there longer—he's—he you know—he's been in this system a while. He's been in the league for a while, but now yeah, he goes to IR, and it's next man up, man. That's just how it is. But the, this offensive line is actually pretty deep because like the fact that they're playing like they are after the injuries—they they've sustained. I can't talk either. They've sustained. Get
2: some coffee.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I don't drink coffee, obviously, but um, yeah, you know, I'm all gonna have to go down and get a diet coke or something for all the writing I still have to do tonight. Um, but yeah, no, I like. I just. I, lo- I love that mentality and that, and offensive linemen really pride themselves on that. I think the biggest thing too with Brandon Walton was that he didn't commit penalties. Um, he probably has some reps that he wants back, but that's if you can play smart and not get your team behind the chains. Like that's all you can ask for out of an offensive lineman right now. And yeah. like I said, Tom is going to make it easy on him. And yeah. he's going to you know make sure that he's getting the ball out and he's a little bit more aware maybe of what's going on behind his shoulder.
2: And I'm glad you mentioned kind of the layers of how much depth they actually have. I know that's probably not the most apparent thing from somebody who's not focusing on the roster and knows it in, in as much depth as you do. But with that said – I feel like between Jason Light and this coaching staff, they've kind of always drafted very versatile linemen, if you will. So how many teams do you think really have that ability to kind of move, swing a guy from you know right to left, left to right, or pinch them in, and they still be somewhat effective? Um, and then kind of building off that question, Rashawn Gary, Packers mm-hmm. have this man-eater, if you will, how dangerous yeah, just, is he going to be against this O-line? What are what are the Bucs O-line in for versus a guy like Rashawn Gary?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, too, about Jason Light is he identifies talent um, in the later rounds of the draft, and he pulls these guys out of small schools. And mm-hmm. they really bring them along. Like, the coaching staff is just really, really good at that. I mean, every team has these swing guards, swing tackles. You, you need that for depth. Like, you can't just have a backup Right guard, a backup right tackle, a backup left guard, a backup left tackle, like on the roster, like that. You can't do that. Backup, you can have a backup center, obviously, but um, as far as like the other positions on the line, you just can't carry that many linemen on a roster. So that's where that flexibility and and stuff kind of comes more into play. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, they're getting healthy in a good time, and I really do hope that that Donovan Smith can go and that a 100 percent because they're going to be tested by this Green Bay line, not just by. So you got Rashon Gary on one side, and I think the masses are kind of awakening to Rashawn gary and what he can do and how much improved he is this year but you also have preston smith on the other side and those two are a really really good tandem and again kind of going under the radar as far as that because also not only do you have those edge guys but you have a guy like kenny clark in the middle and tom even talked about him today saying you know he's one of the best inside guys that they're gonna face and it's true uh he's 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 their vita vea i mean he's the guy that's taking on double teams and he's the one that you kind of have to reckon with that's eating up blockers on the inside so that these guys on the outside can have the one-on-one matchups that they're going to win. So you have to just kind of play. They're going to, I feel like they're going to probably try to attack the probably the left side, even if Donovan's playing because they know he's, he's probably not hundred percent same with Hainsey, that interior, that interior is the fastest way to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So if you can attack the interior because you think there's a weakness there, they're going to do it. Um, and they do, you know, they, they do different stunts and stuff up front. Uh, the Packers do that it can get guys uh, out of position and kind of confuse linemen. That's, that's what that's meant for. Um, but no, I mean, Rashawn Gary is really, I think like public enemy number one for the Bucks at this point, because he's again, Gary like, the Packers are on prime time a lot. And, <laughs> uh, but the good news is, is that because Rashawn Gary, is a Michigan man, I'm pretty sure Tom Brady is very well aware of who Rashawn Gary is, and he, he mentioned Rashawn Gary. I'm, I'm impressed with the press conference today, too, but I think he's paying some special attention to Rashawn because he knows that he's a fellow Wolverine, and he loves his fellow Michiganders.
2: Oh, these boys love the alumni club, but before, because I'm sure Kaylee has a question, but you said something, and I, and I have to ask. Fans are going to be very curious you talked about these two guys coming off the edge and you made them sound really impressive. But if you had to choose, Preston Smith or Sean Gary, JTS or Sack Barrett.
0: Do Don't do that to me. <laughs> I can't I can't be unbiased. I'm sorry. For that. You kind of
2: you kind of went there and I'm just following your lead. Like now I'm very curious.
0: I listen, um I Everybody can't fit no, on this. I mean I, can't, I, I know. I, I can't oh, there's it's absolutely ludicrous. I can't be unbiased. <laughs> uh, JTS and Shaq are my guys. Like, I got to see, I got to see Joe training this off season. Like, just by accident, by happy accident. I get, I got to see him. He was working with a pass rush specialist in Dallas. I was there for O line masterminds, and I like looked across the field, and I was like, that kind of looks like Joe. And I got closer. I was like, that oh my god, that is Joe. And I like <laughs> ran over. Like, what are you doing here? And he's like, what am I doing here? Like, I'm training. Clearly, this is a training facility. What are you doing here? Middle of Dallas, Texas, um, or Frisco, I should say, it was the Star. But no, that being said, I mean, I called my shot for Joe too. Like mm-hmm. when I was at the Draft Network, I was covering all the teams, so I got to talk about the Buccaneers pretty much as much as I wanted to still. And I called my shot, which I was like, Joe's going to have double-digit sack this year, sacks this year. And even though it's through two games, he's got what I think a half sack, a split a sack. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm still doubling down on it. I still think that he's going to be, you know, one of these guys that's just again. I love the interior guys on the line, Vita, and even with that came out right now, you still got Nacho. Like, I'm not super worried about this front for the Bucks against this Packers run. I know I'm like really long-winded right now. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <You're good>. um,
2: <laughs> this is what they want. They want you,
0: Herman. I no. I just think that like this, I, I wouldn't be concerned about the Bucks run defense, even though they are I think ranked like 19th in yards per play or rushes uh, rushing yards per play which is very uncharacteristic of them through two games, but there's been some extenuating circumstances. That being said, even with Akeem Hicks out, you have your three best run stuffers still healthy in Rakeem Nunez-Roches, in Will Golston, and either, like, honestly, either uh, Vita Vea or you've got now Logan Paul as, as the new kid on the block. And then you also have Pat O'Connor. Pat is a really good run stopper. And he's my guy. Everyone knows that. uh so the really long-winded answer to all of that is though I'm like of course I'm going to take Shaq and JTS because like not only are they fantastic but they also have this interior that's going to just help them out and they've been helping them out I mean Shaq's gotten some work there too so I I love those guys I can never be unbiased when it comes to them but let me tell you that's not a knock on Rashawn Gary or Preston Smith because they are the truth too
1: they are going to be a really interesting matchup, and we're going to get a lot more into that defense in a second, the Bucks' defense against the Packers' offense. I have a lot of questions. I want to go there, but first, I do have to ask, everyone is talking about this run game, right? They're saying that even though it's the quarterback showdown, that really it might end up being decided by who can run better, Matt Lafleur not impressed at times with his run defense. Leonard Fournette, he's topping the charts in how many yards he has through the NFL, through the first two games. Do you think the Packers defense will be able to, and I know we just gave some some guys a
0: shout out, but do you think they're going to be able to contain Lenny? I mean, it, it kind of comes down to like that middle level too, right? Like they, they have the new um, Quay Walker, who's the rookie out of Georgia, and he's been coming on real strong for them and, and those, those inside backers, for those inside backers. And so you don't, not only do you have the front, but you have the support of their inside backers. Um, they even bring, you know, they bring down their box safety, stuff like that um, against the run. I think that they'll be fine for what the, but I do think that, yeah, this is probably, I, my prediction for this game is a really low scoring game. Mm-hmm. Uh that because I have to do predictions for Fox um every week. And I did this game and I yeah, I'm like this is gonna be kind of a low scoring game. This is probably gonna be one of those more like old school run the football defense, you know, smash mouth kind of style <laughs> of play. Um watch now that I say that somehow, you know, both quarterbacks are gonna go 30. off with like the no re- <laughs> the no receivers that they have, like these guys are gonna come out of nowhere somehow be, like pushing the ball down the field. Um, But no, I mean, on both sides of the ball, like these guys, these running backs are gonna be, I think, key, Uh, or both, both teams, these running backs are gonna be really key.
2: That's gonna be a fun bet to make.